You're listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. For more information, find us on Instagram at Decidedly Podcast. All right, we've got another episode of Make My Decision. Sean, you're going to read... Reddit posts where people are having trouble making a choice and right. I'm going to make their decision for them so they don't have to, uh, they don't have to stress. Do you feel put on the spot when I read these? I questions? love it. I love dictating uh, the <laughs> outcomes of others' lives. <laughs> you know nothing about, you just, yeah, I've never met them. You're just going to spout to, off. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. So this is from the real writer one it says I accepted a job offer, but before I started working, I found an option that suits me better. How do I decline the first offer without coming through as childish, unreliable, or incompetent? This is a trick question. Okay. Okay. All right. Because you will get <laughs> across that way. You will come across as unreliable for sure. You yeah. will certainly come across as unreliable. I don't know that you're going to come across as incompetent nor childish. You will come across as someone who doesn't keep his word. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take the job. I don't know. Did you sign a contract? No, you didn't sign a contract. You did give a, a you did have a, you know, handshake deal with this company that's allotted some resources to hiring you. They've made a decision. And if the roles were reversed, if you had gotten ready to move across town, uh, gotten ready to start your job on Monday and they called you on Saturday afternoon and said, so sorry, there was another candidate who came in. Was better fit. We were not expecting to hear from them. They're a better fit than you. And so we're going to have to withdraw our offer. You would tell everybody and their mama about how terrible that company is. Right. So you're doing the same thing. You, you made a commitment to people and you are taking that commitment away. Now, just because you said you're going to work at a company doesn't mean you're, you've got a lifetime oath of employment a lifetime oath of service to this company. It doesn't mean that. I do think that you should be very, very careful about breaking your word. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes maybe this company would be very understanding. But if you're trying to avoid the consequences of being someone who breaks his word, uh, that's a false choice. You can't avoid the consequences of that. Now, without knowing the specifics, without knowing the salary difference and the benefits and the da 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 you know, maybe this company was across the country and you just got a job offer that's going to allow you to stay at home where your family is. You know, hey, that's probably the right choice to take this new offer. I don't know. You, you can't avoid it. Yeah, well, avoid all, the all they said was it suits them better. They didn't provide yeah. a lot of substantive uh, I, I think that this is a, a I, I've noticed a trend in our culture over the past several years where loyalty is no longer a virtue. You know, we don't, we don't value the employee that stays with us for 40 years. We don't value the company uh, that's, that's employed us for 30 years. We don't value the, the our spouses <laughs> that we've been with for decades. Um, we, we don't value the communities that raised us. Uh, we move on. We find the next best thing. We're always finding the next best thing. And, and, and that has its consequences. Um, one of those consequences is that, you're going to no people aren't going to rely on you, you know, and, and people are going to think that you're going to be finding the next best thing. And, you know, it, it's, it, it doesn't mean that you can never make a change in life. It doesn't mean that you've got to stick with this company just because you said you'd take the job. 
mean, I've had that happen to me where I offer jobs to people and they, they say yes. And then something changes in their life and they have to say, no, it, it is going to impact how I view that person. Sure. <laughs> and, and if you're trying to avoid the consequences, uh, that is, that is impossible. It's impossible. So simultaneous to this movement in our culture where we don't value loyalty, we also have another separate movement. Uh, sometimes they cross over a movement of avoiding consequences for everything. We want to avoid the consequences of heavy drinking. We want to avoid the consequences of divorce. We want to avoid the consequences of, of not having loyalty and not rewarding loyalty and instead incentivizing uh, finding the next best thing. There's going to be consequences. One of the consequences, if you choose to take this job, is that the first company that offered you the job is going to think that you're someone that doesn't keep his word. <laughs> and and you got to decide, is that it, are the relationships at that company, is, is that company someone that, you know, is that a, an organization that I'm ever going to want to cross paths with? Am I going to do business with them again? Uh, you know, how, how are they going to show up in my life? Do I want to burn this bridge? Maybe you do. I'm not saying that you shouldn't because I don't know the details, but you certainly cannot avoid the consequences of it. And that seems to be the question is, is they want to be flaky, but not be seen as flaky. Yeah. How do right. I, how do I cancel plans on my friends without them thinking that I'm a flake? Right. Well, they're going to think you're <laughs> a flake. flake. Okay. So, all right. Uh, here's, here's another question from green vortex three. I feel like a drifter. Uh, should I go with my urge to travel aimlessly or do I continue life as it is now go to work, come home, watch TV, sleep and repeat people around me expect the second option of me, but I'd prefer to do the first, which is the travel. Do I appease those around me? Or do I go down my own path? Okay. Another trick question. I love this. Um, the answer is neither is neither the two options that you've presented. Should I go with my urge to travel aimlessly aimless right they said it what you said or do i continue my life go to work come home and he even says watch anime right i just i feel like that's an important context to you know we're not just watching any tv we're watching anime um those are the that's what your family wants from you they want you to come home and watch anime after you go to work i don't think that that anybody who loves you wants you to take either of those options because what's missing, what's the major component of both of these choices that is missing? It is responsibility. Oh, I think it's something different. It's responsibility. I, th I think it's purpose. That's the same thing. It's not the same. It's thing. the exact same thing. It's if you have, it's the same exact thing. same thing. If you have no responsibility, you have no purpose. If you have nothing to be responsible for, no one to be responsible to, you have no purpose. And, and if you, to travel aimlessly, it doesn't mean you can't travel, but you, you certainly don't have any responsibility. Nobody really truly wants a lack of responsibility in their life. You've got to be responsible to something to have a purpose and come and go to work just so you can come home and watch TV just to wake up and do it again. That's not purpose either. It's, it's maybe responsibility to have the job, but it's definitely not purpose. So Find fulfillment in life. Find something bigger than yourself to serve. Find something that can give you a reason to exist. And neither of these are a reason to exist. Your reason for being on this earth is not to travel. And it's certainly not to travel aimlessly. Your reason is not to go to work just so you can come home and watch TV. And I guarantee that your family doesn't want either of those options. They certainly don't want your life to be something where you, you go to work just so you can come home and watch TV. 
build a family, deepen relationships, have impact in your community, have impact beyond yourself, find something above you, find something higher than you to serve, and then you will have responsibility and then you will have purpose. So neither. All right. I've got my next question from Exotic Zucchini 8209. Buying the house or waiting? Under contract on a house and crippled with anxiety whether I should go through with it or not. How do people make huge decisions like this without freaking out and losing control? It's like buy now at a lower locked in interest rate and have the possibility of market crash or wait and don't have a market crash and higher interest rates and never be a home buyer. This is a good question. Now, you've got a big choice that you're making and you're feeling anxiety about that choice. That anxiety alone is not an indicator of whether the choice is good or bad. I would say that if you're making a choice as big as purchasing a house, which it sounds like might be your first house, and you have anxiety around that, that means that you're at least someone who weighs the gravity of the situation, right? If you are going to buy your first house and you're not anxious at all, yeah, go ahead, I'm going to do it. Um, you're, you're an idiot who makes bad decisions. You're making yeah. bad choices. Right. If it's crippling anxiety, which is what you said, yeah, and that to me with indicates that deep down you do know that this is probably not the right choice. If you're crippled with anxiety, then how can you make the choice? How can you do something? Well, the choice is clear. If they're crippled with anxiety, don't do it. If you're crippled with anxiety, don't do it. If this is something your body, your sense, your soul is telling you, don't do this, then don't do it. Oh, man. I had, when I was in college, I was in the Corps of Cadets at A&M, and everyone there, you know, wants to join the Army or the military more broadly. I was in the kind of the Army side of the group, but it felt like everyone who was there knew since they were a little kid that they wanted to be an army Mm -hmm, officer. mm -hmm. And that was not me. I did not grow up that way. I did not dream that for myself. And I, over time, I I got told, oh, you'd be very good. You'd be a good officer. This would be, you'd be so good at this. You should do it. You should do it. You should do it. And so finally I go and I talk with the recruiter and I'm getting my paperwork ready and I'm, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go enlist in the army. And now I have great respect for the people who make that choice for the life I have people in my family who spent years, uh, made a career out of out of serving in the armed forces. I'm very thankful for their sacrifice. I learned quickly that it is not for me because I had crippling anxiety. I couldn't sleep. I was thinking about what my life would look like. And I said, that is not what I want. That is not for me. How can I do this? This is not the right choice. That's revealing, right? Having that crippling anxiety, that's telling you something. You can't ignore that. So it, it it's not a choice. It's not a, a how choice. It's not a choice on, well, you know, market might go up or interest rates might go this way. Or, no, no, no. You get into that, you're, you're making a market timing decision, which is bound to fail eventually. Listen, I would say, listen to your intuition. If you're, if you're wondering, oh, how am I going to afford this? Oh, this might be a little too much of a step. Maybe, maybe this is too much money and it's causing you to lose sleep. It's probably because it's true. It's not your responsibility right now to worry about what's going to happen with the housing market or the interest rate environment. If it's in the works for you to own a home, you can figure it out later, right? You can save money to make that happen later. You can, you can find a house that, that's an appropriate value later in life. I don't think your options are, are truly buy this house that's, that I can't afford and that I'm going to lose sleep, you know, worrying about and that I think I might lose because I can't pay you the mortgage or never own a home ever again in my life. Those are not your two options. Take time, 
to build your finances up so that you can confidently make this big decision. Uh, and then you'll feel a lot different in a few years. Yeah, I, I think one of the things when you look at big decisions, they are by definition between the, the gray and the gray, right? I, I remember, I, I think it was maybe President Obama said this, is that all of the questions that go to his desk are the difficult questions because they would have been answered by some other agency yeah. or somebody down the line before. And so everything is the choice between gray and gray or bad and bad or, you know, something like that. And, and certainly a, a big financial decision like buying a house is a, big, is a decision worthy of exploring. And I think I would go back to the why and the premise why you buy in the house in the first place. Yeah. I would seek wise counsel on this. And that is not the real estate agent and it is not the mortgage broker. <laughs> no, people who it's have not the people who will make money if you buy this house. <laughs> right. And I would go through sort of the assumption that you did it. The Ignatius back, way. Ignatius yeah. way. And that is run your financial life in, in a way as if you'd bought the house. What is your That's a cash good, flow yes, look good like? Point. It, it, if you spend a few months and go, okay, well, this mortgage payment is going to be $3,000. Okay, so save $3,000. See if you can do that. Act, oh. act like you have the house. Behave like you own the house, right? Behave as if you already own the house and see what happens. I had this uh, years ago with some clients who came in. And I, I gave that very advice. They were looking to buy, a, you know, buy a, a bigger house. And I said, all right, well, we did the math. And it was going to be, I don't know, something about $3,500 a month more. I said, all right, well, what we're going to do is for the next few months, we're going to save $3,500. We're going to put that aside because that's going to be your increase, but also the increase for the increased utilities, yeah. taxes, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the maintenance, the uh, the water bill, all, all of this kind of stuff. And we're going to save that every month. And immediately they were like, oh, I don't know if we could do that. Well, then there you go. I'm you like, there answer. you go. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> what are we doing then? What yeah. <laughs> so here's here's my advice then is, Speak with someone who's been down this road before, who does not have a financial interest in you purchasing this house. Get their input based on your unique situation, your unique situation, not whether or not it's a good idea to buy houses right now, right? Your unique situation based on how much money you have, what you're earning, what you're saving, et cetera. And then act as if you own the house. Save your money and spend your money as if you already own that house and you'll know very quickly. Yep. I have another question for you. This is from... This is our last one? This is the last one. Okay. Yeah. From... AJ Blitz 811. All right. All right. Oh, you already blew your uh, armed forces story. You should have saved that story uh, for this question. What Here, do we got? Here's this question. Joining the armed forces. Okay. Right. Well, perfect. Yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot and I think I want to join the armed forces and be a compact combat medic. I just finished my first year of college and my friend has been telling me about his time in the army. I'm in good shape, not worried about the physical mental aspects of it, but I've talked to my dad. He thinks I should stay in college and get my degree in biomedical inf information. I've done fine through my first uh, staying above 3.0 GPA. So it's really a toss up. The only thing holding me back is that I think my parents would be disappointed because I didn't continue my education. Mm, okay. So this is, this is a good, good decision as well. It sounds like you are not in the same place that I was in when I was considering joining the armed forces because you're not having crippling anxiety, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the I want to point something out. The benefit that AJ Blitz has is he's already received very bad advice. 
So the first, the, the, com, the top comment on this thread says, if it's what you want to do, I think you should go for it. It seems like you really want to do this in life. So I think you should do what will make you happy. Horrible advice. <laughs> Horrible advice for two reasons. All right. One, you don't do what makes you happy. There, you don't make choices that make you happy. That's a false choice. You can choose to be happy, but the choices in life that you make will not make you happy. The career that you choose will not make you happy. Where you live will not make you happy. You can choose to be happy. You are not going to be happy because you joined the army or not. You're going to be happy because of, uh, uh, because of having purpose in life. That's what's going to make you happy. Moving towards that and focused on that purpose and the journey of fulfillment, that's what's going to make you happy. So number one, whether how this decision plays out is not what's going to be what makes you happy or not. Two, I absolutely disagree with what this commenter said, which is it sounds like this is what you really want to do in life because it doesn't sound like that at all. It sounds like, and this is exactly what you said, I think I want to join the armed forces. Mm -hmm. I think that sounds absolutely nothing like you really want to do it. <laughs> You're not saying, Hey man, this is what I really want to do. I've always dreamed about it. I've, I've explored it. I've researched it. I've, I know this is what my purpose is. Yeah. That's not and how they phrased it. Yep. No, you said, I think, and here's the good news for you. You're in college and Sure, college is there for you to gain technical skills and to learn a little bit about art and history and math. It's also there. The purpose of the college experience is for you to move from, I don't know what I want to do to, I think I know what I want to do to, I know I know what I want to do. And you're in that thinking phase. So spend a little bit more time in college, figure out truly what you really want to do and go do that. And don't make a, don't drop out of this transitionary period you're in where it's designed to help you figure out what you want to do. Don't bail on that experience on a think I want to. If you get to the point, maybe at the end of next year, where you say, you know what, I really do want to do this. I would, I would not forgive myself if I miss this opportunity. This is what I want to do in my life. This is where my strengths are aligned and where I'll be able to fulfill uh, my calling. I'm going to do it. Good. Do it. If you're not sure about it, then stay in the place that's designed to help you answer that question. Well, and, and also, I, I think it's not an either or question. There, there no, is could, the option yeah, to join finish college and then join the army. Yeah, your college, in fact, guaranteed if you live in the United States, which I'm guessing you do, um, if you live in the United States and you go to a any, any, public institution, they have an ROTC program. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Any, every single public has, institution has an ROTC program and most private institutions have ROTC programs. Mm -hmm. So you probably can do both of these and then guess what? Then you get to join as an officer. Mm -hmm. So it's even better. So absolutely. I would say at this point, don't drop out. I'm not saying never drop out uh, and pursue um, a career. I'm not saying never drop out and join the armed forces, I'm saying that if you're, if it's a, I think I want to, um, give it some time, explore ROTC. Um, it doesn't mean that you just have to do what your dad thinks you want to do because your dad thinks you want to do it. But, but if you're unsure, then that, that is a very good indicator that it's not 
not for you. You just made a great decision to listen to this episode of Decidedly. Make another great decision and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate your support. It helps others find our community and defeat bad decision-making in their own lives. For more daily decision-making insights, check us out at decidedlypodcast.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Decidedly Podcast. Thanks again for listening. I'm Sanger Smith, and this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly Podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.